Coach Lou made that plan for me. And as you know, he, he does a lot of long runs with spice. Yes. And, and those long runs, they are the best thing because he, he prepares you physically and also mentally. You know, you run six miles, eight miles easy. And then guess what? Now we got to run four marathon pace or three temp, uh, tempo runs. And that prepares you for, for the, those long runs and uh, to break the wall and all that stuff that is mentally. It's not, mm-hmm. not even talking about the physical one. I'm talking about the mental one. If you have ever asked yourself, how do I run a race injury-free or get out of the constant injury cycle, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, where I will teach you how to enjoy lifelong injury-free running so you can continue getting in those mental clearing runs and even hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid half marathoner, coach, running physical therapist, and founder of Spark Physical Therapy Healthy Runner where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you have been told to stop running with an injury. Learn more about our signature coaching program at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you are maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you guys doing? I uh, wanted to jump on here because I have a special guest with me today. Um, This is an impromptu um, conversation that I wanted to have with one of our Healthy Runner coaching client um, people here. Um, So I have Francisco here with me today. And Francisco has got an amazing story to share. And I knew I needed to get Francisco um, on the podcast to share it with you because there are many of you out there who are probably feeling some similar um, things that Francisco is feeling, kind of being stuck as a runner. And, you know, he found a way to get unstuck and do some amazing things in his um, running journey, hitting PRs um, in his half marathon, and then running, not only running his first marathon, but crushing his first marathon and actually getting a BQ. So he qualified for Boston with a five-minute cushion, and he's just done some amazing things. Um, I told him before we even did this, I said, Francisco, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like you. So I'm excited to welcome you officially onto the podcast, Francisco. Thank you so much for agreeing to uh, share your story with all of us. Uh, Thank you, Dwayne, for uh, having me. Um, It's a pleasure. Yeah, no, this has been a long time in the making. Um, I've just been at awe of what you've been able to do with your running in working with uh, Coach Lou on our team. Um, Really since 
pretty much last year. Like we had talked about, um, I just mentioned to you before that we're almost coming up on like our year anniversary. I met you uh, just before we ran the Cheshire half marathon last summer when it was rescheduled uh, because of COVID. So that was in July last year. So we're kind of coming up on a year. And shortly thereafter, you had started uh, working with Coach Lou um, within our program. And I've just been loving what you've been doing um, with your running. And for those who have been a longtime listener of the podcast, they probably have heard your name before, Francisco, because I just love saying your name. Um, by the way, I love your name. And I've mentioned you multiple times on the podcast. I know I definitely mentioned you after my half marathon reflection um, from Hartford last fall, in which I shared the story of how I was running a great race. And then you gave me a tap on the back and just went right past me, uh, probably in the last mile of the half marathon. And I was I was like, wow, Francisco is killing it. And I was just like super happy for you. And I was trying to, I was trying to stick with you. I'm not going to lie. And I couldn't. Um, so I was just like excited for you, but I was like, wow, he crushed this race. And you've been doing some amazing things with your running. You've like progressed as a runner, um, you know, probably times 10, honestly, than most people who start running, um, especially kind of later in life. So if you don't mind just sharing, you know, with those that are listening, you know, when did you actually start um, running? Um, I started running uh, January of 2019 uh, in a way to improve my health, uh, keep cholesterol down and uh, the blood pressure and all that. And um, uh, then I found out there was a race in my doorsteps at the Holy Cross High School, which is the Chris Colbert uh, 5K. And actually I said, let, let me try this. And uh, I, if it doesn't work out, you know, I just two minutes away from home, I walk. Uh, and uh, I fall in love with the race. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, uh, I like this. Let me keep going. Oh, yeah, I love that. You got that little taste and you were like, I want more. I want more. And back in 2019, you weren't like, you know, you were someone who was above 50, right? And you decided to take up running um, later in life, basically for general health. And were, were your levels a little high? And like, did your doctor say, hey, cholesterol is getting a little high. We need to do something about that. Is that what kind of sparked that? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. That's um, was either start doing more exercise and change some diet for getting the pill. Yep. Uh, and I choose uh, the other way. <laughs> That's great. And so you never had to get a, go on medication to no. control any of that and have your numbers improved since you've started? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, basically, everything is like on the low end of the That's chart. That's great. That's great. I'm sure your doctor was super happy for you and uh, proud. And yeah, I'm sure the doctor doesn't probably get a lot of patients that actually do what like you did at age 54, taking up running. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, like running journey. So you kind of did your first 5k. Um, you were running for about two and a half years prior to us meeting um, last summer. And, you know, what were you feeling 
you know, at that point in terms of your running, like where was your running out? And, you know, why did you decide to, you know, jump in our coaching program to work with coach Lou? Um, going back to the, to the, the race. So the soon as I come home, uh, I like it so much that I sign up to run the Burlington to Collinsville 10k and the hard for half. And the only thing I run was a, a 5k in 27 minutes. So, but so from that point, I start running, going on the internet, uh, Google stuff, and follow whatever they said. And it was no strength training, it was no uh, track workouts. Um, basically, my running, it, it, it was basically the same miles every day i was running every day and uh special until i start training for the art for f then i start going one mile more uh on uh on the long runs on the weekend um so i didn't know anything and yes at the beginning i was pr every single run until nothing else improved. So I'm doing the same thing. And actually I'm going slower and slower. And, you know, but I didn't know any better. So I think I'm doing great. Right. <laughs> and, so you kind of like hit this plateau right. in your running where you weren't getting any faster um, doing with, you know, what you, you started out doing yourself. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so then, then uh, I went to the race in uh, Collinsville, um, it was it was fun because it was a race. But I had a bad time because I was tired. It was raining. It, it was no people clapping. <laughs> I feel miserable. I said, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I want to do this. But then, you know, I had the other, the F marathon set up. So I started training for that and going in, uh, in the longer runs and still without no strength training, still no guidance about what should I be running, you know, uh, different speeds and all that. It was still the same, still the same, still the same. And uh, three weeks before the F, um, I got sick. I got a cold. And my longest run was 10 miles. That was it. And I couldn't run any, any no more longer runs until Hartford. And then that was it. That's a marathon day. And here I am. I don't know if I can run 13 because I only run 10. Right. Uh, so but you it, did finish the half? Yes, I finished the half. Uh, okay. That's I a good thing. <laughs> yes. No injuries, right? Nope. Um, Good. Yes, I've been really blessed about that. And uh, so I finished the half and um, I, I thought I did amazing. Uh, I finished in 154. Um, and I was happy with that and I, I was having a good time. And um, then uh, my world changed around too because couple hours after I finished, um, I thought I was dead and I was in heaven because everything I saw was white. 
I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't do anything. And uh, I ended up in the hospital and uh, all my body was shutting down basically because of dehydration and I didn't have nothing wow. in my body. Yes, it was, it was not pretty. <laughs> so I stayed in the hospital um, one day until they figured out that it was not a heart attack or anything like that. Yeah. And, um, and the first thing that I ask the cardiologist is like, can I run again? Can I run yeah. again? I said, well, I don't see no reason. And um, so after that, I got scared and I started training for Cheshire, the year mm -hmm. that we met. And still, I, I, I was really scared to run that. And uh, my wife, she didn't want me to go running because she saw uh, what happened before. And then I found the healthy group um, like three months before Cheshire. And I started asking yeah. questions and probably everybody thought that was annoying because I, every day I would go there and I ask a question. Uh, how do you guys do this? How do you guys do that? And at the same time, I was like, well, they're not going to answer. I don't belong in the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, I decided that and uh, I reached out to you and I said, listen, uh, I want to join the program and this and that and I want to sign up for a half marathon. And uh, you explained to me what it was all about and uh, this and that. And I said, great, great. So then it comes Cheshire. It was good. It was hot. It was humid. It's... Right. Yeah. Half marathon <laughs> mid-July is not yes. ideal conditions yes. whatsoever. And yeah, let me just jump in there for a second, because um, first off, that was super scary. That scenario that you faced after that half, I couldn't imagine how scary that was, right? Like going to the hospital and, you know, and just obviously, you know, thinking you're having a heart attack or, you know, not knowing if you'd be able to run again. So I'm happy to hear that, you know, it was a dehydration issue and that health wise, you're in good health um, and that you were able to get back into running. And I do remember when you had joined. Um, so for those who are listening to the podcast, if you guys don't know, we do have a Healthy Runner Facebook uh, group uh, or community. And that's what Francisco was alluding to before is that you know, he would, um, you know, type questions within our community. We have like some amazing runners. We have a team of coaches who kind of answer, you know, running related questions. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're on Facebook, join our group. Um, you can get your questions answered. But yeah, I do remember your name like popping up there. And, you know, we had commented back and forth a bunch of times. And then I think we even met at Packet Pickup, didn't we? Yes, we met at Packet Pickup. Yeah. Yes, and we, yes. uh, you introduced yourself, uh, which was awesome. You like, came up and introduced yourself. And then um, I remember I saw you the next morning for the warm up that we did at the race. And yeah, then you were kind of in our program, um, starting to work on your next training cycle and training for the Hartford half, which was um, last fall. And you began working with Coach Lou. Um, you know, what were some of the things that you noticed right away? Um, that was different, you know, working with Coach Lou um, than your previous training. So for that two and a half years that you were kind of doing it on your own, you know, what were like some of the big things that you noticed right away that like, whoa, okay, this is, this is different. This is like a different level. Well, uh, the biggest thing was the knowledge that Coach Lou had. 
um, the way he looks um, at you and uh, by the things that you tell him, how he's able to start a program for you. We know that that program is going to change because you are improving and stuff like that. But I was amazed. It's like, he don't know me. How he's doing all this? And, and it was amazing. And um, I felt a connection with Coach Lou. Uh, we, I met him for the first time at that package pickup. Yep. We were supposed to have a phone call that afternoon. And it was even better because I met him live. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, so he was able to explain to me how we were going to work. And uh, this. So, uh, and then the other big thing when I started the training was, oh, I can't skip anything because he's going to be watching this. And yeah. uh, accountability. And um, so that were, those are the two big things about joining the program yeah Um, so just becoming kind of smarter as a runner and getting all of his knowledge and that big brain of his uh and then the accountability piece like knowing hey he he can see the runs that you're doing on our uh, final search platform that we use and he can see if you're running those easy runs too fast right (laughs) and he will let you know Um, yeah. So having that accountability was different for you. Um, and then I would imagine, you know, were you doing speed work prior to working with coach Lou and doing like faster workouts on, you know, interval workouts and track workouts and stuff, or no, was this your first time doing some of that faster? That was my first time. Yeah. So that was something new and different. Right. And how were you nervous about this? Yes, because it's like, uh, I don't know if I can reach this times that he's giving me. And uh, I'm going to pass out on this, you know? And, but you know what? It, it, it was good. It was good to feel that I could have, I could have done that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I was happy. Yeah. So you were like challenging yourself, right? Like you're doing something you never did before in your life, essentially. Um, and running these hard workouts. And the other thing that's remarkable about you, Francisco, we didn't talk about that before, but you know, um, it's not like you have a uh, job where you're like sitting at a computer all day and you're like sedentary, right? You, you're, you work for UPS, right? You're, you're, yeah, you're lifting boxes, you're in and out of truck, right? Like your job is very physical, correct? Yes, yes, very. <clears throat> uh, not only I do the miles that I'm required for the training, but then it's like another 10 miles walking, just doing my job. Um, and of course, the, the lifting part, but that, the, the lifting part is a good thing too, because I did some of my workouts, my strength training, in the back of that truck. Oh, that's Use, awesome. <laughs> using boxes, using uh, the steps of the truck, using stuff like that to do my workouts. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah, the creativity. <laughs> oh, I love you it. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so you were had a very physical job. You were able to complete some hard training, doing speed work for the first time at, at that time, what, you were 56, like doing speed work and... You pretty much, I remember there was one time, right? You were starting to get some achiness in your knees, I believe. And it, we kind of gave you some strategies it, for that. 
Yes, it was my Achilles. And um, uh, and then, yes, uh, I reached out to Coach Lou and uh, he reached out to you and you reached out to me and you set up a strategy with some uh, um, exercises. And uh, yes, I stopped the speed workouts for a while, but that fixed the problem. The, since then, knock on wood has been great. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty common. Um, and you know, those that are kind of listening here, um, that is something that I would encourage you all to think about because as runners, you know, we're putting our bodies through, you know, rigorous training, you're doing things for the first time, you know, whether it is like your first longest long run, right. Or your first time doing speed work, um, first time, you know, most weekly mileage, right. Like we hit these milestones and sometimes, you know, we're walking that line on what our bodies can tolerate and our tissues can tolerate. Um, and it's not uncommon to get an Achilles that starts to get a little ache and pain, or some people call it a niggle, right, in their knee or in their IT band. Um, and what I find um, the most common problems that many runners face is they do one of two things. They either ignore it and they continue to just plow right through. And then at literally, you know, the 16 mile or the 18 mile run of a marathon training cycle. Now it was this little thing. And now it blows up to be this big issue. And now they can hardly walk. And now they realize now I have to stop my marathon training and I can't actually do the race that I signed up for, which is just terrible. And I hate hearing when that happens to runners or they do the opposite in which they stop running and they're just like, I'm going to take three to four weeks off of running, wait for my pain to completely subside, and then just go back into running. But they haven't actually addressed like the reason why they got the, the pain to begin with. So then it just comes back again. And then they're in this like never ending cycle. And they think, oh, I can never be a runner. I can never, you know, do a long run more than 10 miles because my Achilles or my runner's knee comes back. Um, so those are like the two big mistakes. And basically what Francisco just, you know, explained to you guys is how you need to approach it, um, is when you start feeling an ache and pain, if it lasts more than a day or two, then you need to get it checked out by someone who's qualified to be able to provide you strategies to prevent that from becoming a major problem down the road. And then your training is scrapped, right? And you've wasted the last two to three months working hard, building up for like this goal race. And now you can't even do the goal race. Um, so that is like a big, big, hopefully those are less in take home messages to, you know, get those things addressed by your, you know, local or virtual running, you know, healthcare provider that can actually give you the strategies and not tell you to just stop running. Um, because especially if it is in that beginning phases, it's pretty much rare and shouldn't happen that you need to actually stop running. You could just modify Like Francisco said, coach Lou took out the speed work for a couple of weeks. I gave him specific exercises to actually load that tendon, strengthen it up. And then he was like, good to go. So, um, I think that's an important lesson for all of you who are listening, um, to learn if you do feel any ache and pain. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, uh, Hartford half. I kind of mentioned that you kind of blew past me and you crushed it. Um, you got actually a 10 minute PR, right. Yes. And this yes. was kind of your first training cycle working with coach Lou and implementing the speed work. 
um, that you did uh, implement. And that is the other thing that I want to mention as well is because a lot of runners who feel stuck and they're not getting faster are doing like the same runs every day. And they're just going out and running like five miles every day at the same pace. Um, and they're doing the same long runs and they're, they're always maybe doing a 10 or 12 mile long run on the weekends, but they're stagnant because they're not changing any variables, right? right? So adding in speed work and faster strategic running can help get us faster. Um, but we need to do it in a scientifically based way, right? So we don't do too much. Uh, so that's where our coach Lou comes in and he's a genius at that. And he programs amazing runs for you in which you shave 10 minutes off your half marathon time. So that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. And then your second half marathon to so your next training cycle while working in the program, you ran uh, Cheshire half this last spring. And you even shaved another five minutes, right? Off that yes. time. Wow. Yes. And that was some hard winter training you were doing. Like I know you were training hard in the winter and that was like your tune up basically race for your big race, which was your first marathon, right? It was Providence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, that was another thing. Even the, the prior to last winter, I never run outside in the winter because my lungs would not take the cold air. They would not take the cold air. And, uh, and uh, talking to Coach Lou, uh, we start little bit by little bit. And uh, I think I did two runs on the treadmill the whole winter. And uh, so he taught me uh, how to breathe and all that. And uh, it was tough. But with this knowledge and uh, him telling me what to do, you make it easy and we are able to accomplish that. Yeah. So the guidance uh, that he was able to provide got you through winter running, which can be pretty brutal here in Connecticut in the Northeast. Um, yeah, I actually got my first treadmill run in this winter as well, Francisco, in like 11 years. I remember I had to like share that and post it. And I know Coach well, Cat was proud of me. Forget it. But I only needed I only needed one. We didn't have a bad snow uh, season this winter. It was cold temperatures, but we didn't have much snow and the roads were pretty good. Um, so I only had to do one treadmill run. Um, and yeah, embrace those, uh, you know, minus wind chill uh, runs and you just learn how to dress properly and we can grind. We can grind through those here in Connecticut. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> Time to take a real quick break, and before I say any more, I truly hope the message so far today has benefited you either from a running or health standpoint. Staying in line with that theme, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you a brand new exciting partnership with Naboso, which is a company that is dedicated to redefining what's underneath your feet so you can feel more to move better as a runner. From a movement prep before your runs to foot recovery after those hard speed workouts or long runs, Naboso's Textured Products lets your senses guide you and connects you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. 
Want to learn more on how you as a runner can activate, strengthen, and recover from running? Listen to episode 116 on this podcast to learn from Naboso founder, podiatrist, and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle herself. We had a value-packed episode learning how she took her conventional podiatric medical degree and combined it with years of experience and expertise in human movement and sensory science to found Naboso. Dr. Emily shared with us the importance of foot stability for runners. What is sensory stimulation? The benefits of toe spacers and barefoot training for running. There's so much value in this episode, so be sure to go back and queue up episode 116 on the Healthy Runner podcast to listen to during your next long run to learn more about Naboso. I personally have always battled a mild case of plantar fasciitis and have been using the NeuroBall to get out those hard to reach trigger points in my deep foot muscles that foot rollers just frankly don't reach and get to. I have also been a big fan of the toe spacers for the past 10 years, but have yet to find a pair that is actually flexible as comfortable and that I can tolerate for hours to help realign my toes and stretch the small muscles in my foot. This has been clutch, honestly, for my claw toes that I have and helping my plantar fasciitis. I just love doing 10 minutes of elevation with my Naboso splay on after a long run. Naboso's recovery socks are like your traditional running compression socks, but they are the first ever that stimulate your nervous system and enhance movement with their patented textured surface on the inside of the sock. Matter of fact, as I'm reading this right now, I have on my Naboso splay toe spacers and I couldn't imagine my feet tolerating the hard half marathon training I am doing right now without some of these great products at Naboso. Learn more about how Naboso's Texture products connect you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off all of your orders. Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order using the special link we have in our show notes. Go ahead and give Naboso a try and your feet will thank you for it. I know mine already have. Now let's get back into this episode. Yeah, so let's uh, take me to like your marathon. Like, what were your thoughts heading into the marathon? First off, you know, with it um, being your first marathon, right? Uh, I did my first long run, <clears throat> the long run before session. If you remember that we does fourteen miles. Yep. Uh, so we, I never run anything more than that, and uh, so I was concerned about. Oh my God, we gotta do 18s and uh, and uh, 20s, and uh, it was just overwhelming. Like thinking that's a lot of running, you know. Uh, and Coach Lou made that plan for me, and as you know, he he does a lot of long runs with spice. Yes, and, and those long runs, they are the best thing because. He prepares you physically and also mentally. You know, you run six miles, eight miles easy. And then guess what? Now we got to run four marathon pace or three temp, uh, tempo runs. And that prepares you for, for the, those long runs and uh, to break the wall and all that stuff that is mentally 
Nah, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about the physical one. I'm talking about the mental one. It's like, right. Oh my God. I run six miles. Now I still got to run more and faster. And uh, they help a lot. And uh, so when I did Cheshire, he's like, okay, I'm going to do Cheshire. It's part of the training and this and that. And, um, but when I look, I was like, wait a minute. I got to run three miles before I do the race. And wait a minute, I got to do four miles after I do the race. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you know, but he knows why he gives you that. And, uh, and that's amazing the way he set up my schedule. And I was able to follow that and uh, go through it. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I got my number in the mail. Marathon is coming. It's no turning back. And uh, I felt confident because I knew that uh, I put in the training and I was going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so how we, did you do with your day of strategy? Because those that have been listening to the podcast know that uh, we've shared Coach Lou's race strategy before in his Boston Marathon episode. Coach Whitney and I talked about it in our um, race day blueprint episode. Um, how did you do implementing the strategy for your first marathon? Well, um, well, Coach Lou said, listen, this is your first marathon. Forget about anything. You're going to PR, don't matter what, because it's your first one. So <laughs> right. <laughs> PR. Don't worry about that. That's guaranteed, right? <laughs> right. And then he said, and you did the training, you're going to finish. And, but don't worry about nothing else. Just go there. Don't go too fast. Um, and uh, you're going to be able to do it. But I think he knew that I could be cute. He never told me, but oh, I yeah. think he knew. He told and, me. <laughs> there you go. See, everybody knew except me. So, I had my own strategy that was like Coach Lou was pacing the 335, mm-hmm. which that was what I needed or uh, the time that they had for my age group to qualify. But 335 doesn't guarantee you anything. You got to go below that. So my goal was like, I'm going to follow Coach Lou. And then if I'm strong, I'm going to run and clap those two minutes. But uh, nothing went according to plan in day because, yeah, Coach Lou was uh, pacing the 335, but he was in wave eight. I'm in wave oh. B. Oh, no. And I'm three minutes behind him. Oh, they, wow. They start three minutes after wave eight start. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God, now what? So I just go like, okay, um, I cannot go out too fast. So yep. uh, they only last a mile. <laughs> and after that, I said, okay, uh, I just keep following people. And I, I would get a guy say, well, I'm going to get to him and then I'm going to run with them. Then when they start getting slow, I'll pick somebody up. And uh, I said, I'm feeling good. And guess what? I don't have to go to the bathroom. So I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, and that's how I keep moving. Now we are like mile 16 and a half. Uh, 
and I'm, I see a, a cardboard in the front. I'm like, oh, let's see what's, what's that. It was Coach Lou. Ah, oh, nice. By mile 17, I passed him. I gave him a hug. Nice. And I was like, Francesco. He was all excited and all that. And at that time, I knew that I, I was doing great. But right. I still have nine miles to go. It's mm-hmm. not. And, but yeah, I just keep the pace. I keep uh, thinking about what he said. And um, just keep Did it. you hit a wall at all? No. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if you can call a wall. By mile 23, that's when the hill starts. So you run 23 miles. Oh, wow. Uh, basically, I seven something pace. And now you are tired. And now you got walls. I mean, you got hills. And they were like, oh, listen, you just go up the hill. And then it's downhill from there. Like, okay, that sounds good. So you run up that hill, and guess what? You go down the hill, and then it's another hill. Oh, wow. Hill after hill, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I knew I was getting slower. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just hope I have enough for Because at this time, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I beat you. You know? So I'm three minutes behind Coach Lou, and I already passed him, and so I'm ahead now. Right. Am I going to lose this time? And I'm just like, okay, one mile at a time, one mile at a time. And uh, right before the straightaway is a short hill, but really steep. And I'm thinking about walking. But in my mind, I said, if I walk, that's it. I'm not going to be able to run again. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was the kind of wall that I hit. As far as everything lacking and stuff like that, no. And when I, when I went back and I started looking at the miles, yeah, that was the mile 25 or something like that was my slowest mile, which was 820. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I knew I, I was so happy that it's like. Oh, yeah. You've run I, 24 something miles, you know, less than that. And then you're running an 820 pace. Like, that's, that's amazing, honestly. Like that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I was I was so happy with that that I forgot to pick up the the food in the shoe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't pick up no water, no nothing. And then I when I tried to go back, they didn't let me go back. So I had no food at the oh end. Oh my I, goodness. So it was like, thank God that coach was behind and I was he was able to give me a couple of bananas from because he was still in the shoe. Yeah. yeah it, it was it was amazing. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's just amazing that, you know, your first marathon age, you know, 57, uh, getting a BQ and, you know, having a bunch of padding there, like a five minute cushion. Um, that's just like totally remarkable, not getting injured along the way. Um, yeah. And I guess even, you know, if you can share, cause I know sometimes a misconception many runners have, especially those who are over age 50 is they don't want to do strength training because they think they're going to get injured or they're too old for strength training or, you know, that it's just not good for them. What, what has been your experience like doing some of the like strength specific exercise that we have for runners in our program? Uh, 
it's been great. It's been extraordinary. Uh, my idea of strength training was okay. We go to the gym and we pick up weights and you know do this. Do stuff some bench press. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And the way my strength training uh, that you guys provide was awesome because a lot of it you use your body as the way to strengthen your body and 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 was great you know it's like you start our own pace and you do the exercise and you don't think those exercises gonna do nothing but they do miracles because they really uh strengthen the, the, the muscles and the stuff that you need for running and that was to me i never did it before and now i can uh, run without it that's, yeah that's what i take from it Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, the body weight, you know, strength training exercise that we have in the program are can be very challenging, right? Especially the single leg ones, like they can be hard and there are ways that we can progress those and you can really load the specific muscles and the tissues that you need to load. Um, yeah. If there was anyone who was kind of on the fence about like our healthy runner coaching program or working with coach Lou, you know, do you have any advice or recommendations that you can give them? Uh, Yes, if you, if you want to improve your running, if you want to be health, no injuries, yes, sign up for the program. I, all the, the coaches are great, but I only can talk more about Coach Lou that I've been working with them and he's, to me, is the best that is. And uh, he really learns to, to know you so he can give you the specifics for you for your body for the way you run so uh coach Lou is the reason why uh, i run every week happy and injury free and and you know it makes it fun even hard workouts and uh the 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 spicy runs and all that they are hard and but it makes it fun right and he's amazing he's amazing he is. Yeah. No, I, I, I just love having him on our team. Um, he's also my coach. So I hear you, um, on, you know, the feedback side of things and, you know, I'm just so blessed, honestly, to have everyone on our team that we have in our, you know, coaching team, just, just cares. Right. And they really get to know every single runner that they're working with, um, and, and gets them to those goals. So, you know, if you're a runner right now, listening to this and you're like, you know, you were stuck in your running, you're not getting any faster, like Francisco was, you know, prior to jumping in our program. Um, and you're doubting whether or not you're too old to be a runner, or, you know, you can't get any faster anymore. Like, here is proof, like, Francisco did it, right? Like, he not only made like small changes in his running fitness, like, he made huge changes in his running fitness. So, you know, my question and challenge to you guys is, you know, if you're ready to take control of your health and, you know, get your life back and, you know, be able to do hard things, you know, even if you're in your fifties um, and you want to, you know, finally invest in yourself and having a strong mind, a strong body. And so you can run for longevity and you can continue to, you know, stay in good physical shape, like, your original reason for, you know, getting into running, um, was to help your physical health. 
Um, or if you want to help your mental well-being. And there's so many of us runners now, we see, you know, those mental benefits of that stress relief that we need from everyday life uh, that we're all going through. And if, you know, you guys, if your answer is really yes, you know, I'm ready to do that, um, we'd be honored to guide you back um, to getting back on the pavement, doing what you love if you're struggling with an injury or you're just not getting any faster. Um, so you can learn more about our program by just going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. And, you know, see if the program is a good fit for you. You'll hear from many of our other clients like Francisco, who were struggling with runner's knee or who were struggling with Achilles pain or who just didn't think they were a runner. Um, many who have gone on to BQ, many have gone on to run their first 5K, first half marathon, right? So whatever your running goal is, you know, we have a running coach for you that can get you to that goal. Um, and I would love to see if you're a good fit. Um, you can hop right on my calendar and book a call and it's, this is a low pressure call. We'll just see where your running's at. And if it's a good fit for how we help runners, then we talk about what that would look like. Um, so you can grab a slot uh, on my calendar and we'll, uh, be happy to chat and yeah, Francisco, thank you so much for sharing your story with our healthy runner, um, you know, community. Um, I am personally inspired by you um, in so many ways. And I'm sure there are many runners out there who now heard this that are also inspired um, as well. So thank you for sharing your story. I know it's kind of, you know, something that you don't do regularly, right? And you never thought you'd probably be sharing your running story um, oh. with the public. And so I appreciate you getting out of, I'm sure your comfort zone and sharing it with our listeners. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was an honor to be in your show. And uh, I hope I can help people my age go back out there and run and have fun. Yeah, well, thanks again. We really appreciate it. And to all the runners who are listening to this, um, as always, let's stay active, let's stay healthy, and let's just keep on running with a strong mind and a strong body. Until next time, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's four ways I can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkyourtraining. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparkyourtraining. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential runners and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner to help you get stronger, faster, so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Lastly, if you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner and want one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support, from our Healthy Runner coaching team, check out the behind the scenes video tour of our coaching program and the stories from many of our athletes who are struggling with the same sticking points that you are right now. Just head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening. Now go and crush your run today.